0: Welcome to the My First 5 Million Podcast, where we share the trials and tribulations of two brand new mortgage brokers on their quest to fund their first $5 million in mortgages. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to My First 5 Million Podcast, where we're documenting the journey of two amazing new mortgage brokers on their quest to their first 5 million in production. You know, this is an amazing industry, as I've said before. You can make money like a surgeon with less education than a hairstylist. It's absolutely crazy, but the failure rate is high. And so we're hoping that we can help with that by creating this podcast for you guys. So on today's episode, I talked to Enrique and Isabel about mindset. And so we've got some very specific mindset activities and modules, we're going to have them go through. But what I want to do today is just find out like, where were they at mindset wise, they obviously they've been working on mindset, I believe part of the reason that we selected them is they stood out. There was a lot of great applicants, but they did stand out in terms of just, they seemed like they were willing to do the work and they had the right mindset that really identified the type of people that we were looking for for this show. So I asked them about what they're doing to develop a strong mindset. And you may be thinking, Scott, like mindset, that doesn't matter, that's just nonsense. I'm telling you right now that if you wanna be successful in this business, and if I look at any of the people that have gone through our programs and have absolutely crushed it, they all have developed and continue to work on a positive, strong mindset. Because the truth is, is that without it, you won't actually do the work like we can give you the best tools and tactics and strategies and scripts, you can have everything laid out in front of you. But if your mindset is messed up, you won't do it, or you'll do it and you won't believe it. So then nobody's going to believe you and you're going to sound insincere, and you're going to sound not confident. And so it is absolutely critical that you develop and continue to work on mindset. So I wanted to just get a touch, I mean, like, where were you at? So this was the show's all about is finding out what I've been working on. And I'm absolutely delighted that they actually share some of the things that they're doing. You know, Isabel talks about this jar, this gratitude jar that she created. You know, I thought that was a fantastic idea. And I love how Enrique talked about how important the language is. Like even just choice of words makes such a difference. And so I think you guys are gonna enjoy this episode and continue to follow along. Please like and share this episode with any of your friends that are in the mortgage space i'm telling you we're just getting started like this is just episode two we are just getting started on where we're going to go with this and i cannot wait to continue to work with them and for you guys to look over the shoulder and see how they both do with their business so check out this episode and we'll talk to you soon hey guys welcome back to the show thank, thank you God, thanks you for doing? having
1: us how are you so doing?
0: today i want to talk about mindset and so one of the things that we do in our program and i believe is super important is developing a really strong mindset because you can have the best strategies and tactics but if you don't have the right mindset you're not going to do them and i always say it's like buying a treadmill hanging your clothes on it and being like i'm not getting in shape well like dude the mindset's going to be the thing that's going to make you get on the treadmill and do the work and so in this next week, you're going to be going through some specific mindset training that we have used. There's lots of ways to develop mindset, but we're going to give you some specific things that we have done that we've had good success with. And then next week, we'll talk about sort of some of your insights from that. But what I'd like to do is just find out right now as a blank canvas. What have you been doing when we talk about this idea of mindset? What do you think about? And then what have you been doing to kind of develop and nurture that? So maybe I'll ask you that first, Isabel.
1: Yeah, for sure. So as I mentioned last week, I only started in the industry last year. And one of the biggest takeaways that I took away from 2020 was really your mindset. It was something that I've always been working on, but I think I took it a step further in 2020, entering the industry and also really getting closer to, you know, that first investment property. So for me, it was really about the mindset of abundance versus scarcity. Those are one of my biggest lessons from last year. You know, there's a lot of us in the industry and I have caught myself in a thought where it's like, okay, there's so many of us, right? How is there enough? And not just in mortgages or real estate, but in general, even when I was in sales, right? It's been a thought. And when I learned that mindset, when I did that shift, I think it really changed a lot in my life. So, You know, that has really affected the way I see things, my conversations with other industry partners, colleagues, it has really changed the direction of, you know, how I converse and the way I think about, you know, entering this industry and becoming in this industry.
0: So one of the things of 2020 in particular was a very like crazy year, right? And if you didn't work on mindset, it would have kicked the crap out of you last year. Like there was lots of opportunity to fall right into the, you know, tank And what I've observed in their coaching clients and in people that are successful is that they are not paying attention to the marketplace. They're not paying attention to, hey, how many more people are out there doing this? It doesn't matter. All Mm -hmm. those things are things you can't control. The only thing you need to focus on is like, what am I going to do to develop myself to help the people that I need to help? And I do believe I agree with you. Yes, there's a lot of people out there. but. A lot of them are playing at it honestly i think the truth is is that a lot of the new people that come into the business underestimate how difficult this industry is they're playing at it and you can't play at it like you're listening to this you got to commit this is an amazing industry and you can make money like a surgeon like i say when you have less training than a hairstylist but you're going to have to put work in. And one of the first things is mindset. And so I'm glad that you've already, you recognize that and you got to catch yourself on this whole abundance thinking versus like scarcity. Cause then if you start thinking scarcely, you're just, it's shrinking, it's shrinking your thinking, shrinking your options. And so specifically like how did you self talk or how did you get yourself out of that in this past year?
1: Yeah. So I think my number one was surrounding yourself with the right people. And although you can't surround yourself last year physically with the right people, That's saying with like, you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. I believe that's what the saying is. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's Um, exactly it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, I think just getting myself to talk to those people, like putting myself out there and looking at the people that are in a position that I wanna be in eventually, they're doing the things that I'd like to do eventually, talking to them and sharing my passion with them and sharing where I am at life with them. That's, I think where my mindset really shifted because I saw the way they responded. You know, when you're thinking like, oh, there's so many people out there, you tend to overthink and you actually form this whole scenario that hasn't even happened yet. You know, you're thinking that they're gonna say something that will make you feel like, oh, you're not in the right place. But reality is the people that are successful, they're a lot more open to sharing their ideas. They're a lot more open to actually helping people that are like you and I, Enrique, that are willing to do the work, right? They're willing to help people like us in the industry. And we just have to find those people. And keep surrounding ourselves with them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with you on this. I'm gonna to come to you next, Enrique, and just ask about sort of what you did in the last year to help continue to develop. Mm-hmm. Because again, remember, we had a lot of people apply to work with us and there were some amazing people. I'm not gonna say that like there were some amazing folks, but you guys stood out. And so part of that is you must mm-hmm. be cultivating your mind. But I'll tell a quick story first and then I'm gonna ask Enrique a question. So there was a kid who's 14 years old, he managed to go to the Warren Buffett's shareholder meeting. So you got to own a share. I don't know how he got in there. And when you go to his shareholder meetings that he puts on once a year, you can ask a question. And so he gets up to the microphone. He's 14, you know, pimply faced kid. Hi, Mr. Buffett. I have a question. Like how can I set myself up for success? Like what advice would you give yourself as a 14 year old is basically what he asked. Right. And he said, well, I would say you have to really think about the people you spend time with because you're going to gravitate to be like them. which he basically said was who are the five people that you're spending the most time with and are they lifting you up or are they tearing you down? Because you hang around with five losers, you're going to be the sixth loser, right? If you hang around with five broke people, you'll be the sixth broke person. Mm-hmm. And so one of the richest guys on the planet, 14-year-old kid, like that's exactly the same advice that he would that he would say, I agree with you. And yeah. Stevie D, one of our coaches, always says, who's in your minivan? So like you've got five people in your minivan. <laughs> who's in the minivan with you that's pouring into you, supporting you to not get overwhelmed by some of these bad thoughts? So what about you, Enrique? What has been working for you in terms of like developing that mindset?
2: So similar to Isabel, 2020 has been a year of learning about mindset a lot more than previous years, especially with your words and your choice of words. And, you know, for example, say, you know, this day, not the best day is like, you know what? I had a great day. You know, I'm alive. I'm healthy. And just kind of counting your blessings as you're going along and you know, even with conversations that you're having with certain people, a lot of times we use words that have a negative meaning to it, even though the intention isn't negative and thoughts have energy, your words have energy. And this is something that I've learned quite a bit, especially with the last brokerage that I was with and has been fortunate enough to go to another brokerage that really puts emphasis on this way of thinking. And then, you know, from a business perspective, you know, I was getting out there and I was door knocking and that's not an easy task to do. And very much so something that a lot of people really no, would rather. Not most do. people
0: would rather like take it, you know, a pin in the eye than, than to knock on doors. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. Do.
2: And it's funny too, because a lot of realtors and a lot of other agents and brokers, you know, I've been telling them it's like, Oh yeah, like I'm going to go out and door knock. And they're like, why are you wasting your time? And, you know, I learned a lot from it. I got to meet a lot of people. I do have some potential clients down the road because they weren't quite ready for the time being, but you know, I planted the seed. I got to meet them face to face and, you know for a short period of time because i mean the pandemic kind of slowed me down where that was concerned but you know it proved to be fruitful and even on the days where i didn't necessarily want to go out i was reminding myself as to why i was doing this i was reminding myself as to why i want to be successful in this and why this will work so i mean you know i got a lot of experience with it and then you know recently i was going through some of the mindset videos that you guys have provided but also just some other stuff that i've been i guess given suggestion for and it's very much so proven to show a difference in my life, even in my relationships with a lot of my friends and family and how, you know, sometimes things don't always work out the way that people wanted to. And, you know, tempers might flare. And even with that, you know, I've noticed a difference where they're able to calm down and we're able to kind of bring each other down to a positive, okay, let's figure this out. So, I mean, like 2020 has definitely been a good year for that. And going into 2021, And it's definitely something that I've adopted as a lifestyle choice. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of thoughts I have from what you said there. So one of my coaches one time said to me, everything lives in language. So like you said about the importance of words, those words that you use. And if we're not careful, the words we're using are actually tearing us down or getting us off track. And I always think of this whenever I'm communicating, I'm writing an email. I'm like, what is the language that I'm using? For instance, when you think about this, you could be like, if you met with a real estate agent hey so if you could give me a referral that would be great that is weak right. language right that's right. like i'm saying please sir give me a referral i got to do like the, the <laughs> porridge thing you know with the guy like uh, the, the little guy with the please sir more porridge anybody who's english goes scott that's a terrible accent but in any case uh or if you say when we work together this is forward thinking positive language it's assumptive it's way yeah. more powerful than if if you could yeah. please like Or another phrase that I hear sometimes people say is like they'll meet with a real estate agent and say, you know, thank you so much for your time today. You're saying your time is more important than mine. Right. Actually, it's the wrong thing to say. I would say, hey, I'm excited to share with you some things I think can really help in your business. I'm not saying thank you for your time because thank you for your time means you're more important than me and you're not. We're both important Mm -hmm. and together one plus one can equal three. So. Right. I think that's important. Last thing I'll say about this is that so there was something that I learned from one of my friends, Bernadette Laxamana. And if you have a chance, go back listen to her podcast. And so she's Filipino, just like you, Isabel. And you <laughs> should listen to her podcast. And so she's like five feet tall. She does like 300 more. She's an amazing person. So she went and took this program. It was a $10,000 program on NLP, and NLP is neuro linguistic programming. And mm-hmm. that is basically programming your mind. And this framework that she taught me, I have implemented, I absolutely love this is how it works. So I'll walk you through it twice and then I'll give you an example. So the story we tell ourselves, right, affects the way we feel, affects the emotions, the way we feel affects the way we act and the way we act affects our results. So if we feel, hey, this is really hard. There's so much competition. It's going to be difficult. That's the story we tell ourselves. How am I going to feel? I'm going to be scared. I'm going to have scarcity mindset. So then when I go to act, the way that I'm going to show up when I act, it's not going to be a good result it's gonna to lead to a bad result, right? Versus, oh my gosh, like how lucky I am to be in an industry that's growing, that's exploding, that I've got amazing mentors around me, I'm at a great company, you know, I'm just so grateful. That mindset, the way you feel, that's the story, the way that you feel is gonna be like, wow, I'm excited, this is amazing. When you're feeling that way, your actions are gonna be different. And when your actions are different, you're gonna get a different result. So anybody listening to this, if you have a result that you're not happy with, go back and look at the story because it's the story that's leading to the result bad story mm-hmm. right you know or it could be something like hey our family we don't exercise so it's just not something we're good at and so if that's my story am i going to go to the gym no like that's not what our family does <laughs> the emotions are going to drive everything and so it's super important and i love that you touched on this Enrique, is the whole idea of the story and the language and so i'm yeah. um, really good okay so before we wrap up this call today i want to ask you isabel so like do you have a daily practice right now of mindset and if not it's okay you don't have to have one yet because we're going to help you install one so right. do you have any kind of daily mindset habits that you
1: do. I do actually. And there's a little bit of a story to this, if that's okay. That's perfect. Yeah. So I talked about it that whole shift in mindset in 2020. But towards the end of 2020, I was actually in a slump. I actually went down. I closed my first client in October with the help of my new brokerage. And I didn't get anything after that. Like not even meetings or calls or anything like that. So I was going through this whole thing where oh my gosh, am I even in the right industry? Am I right for this job? Like you know, I was just doubting everything. And for a whole week, I remember I woke up, I was sad. Like I just, I wasn't feeling like doing anything, but then, you know, we found a place. We were also looking for a new place, my boyfriend and I, and we found one in December and we moved in and I said, okay, fresh start. I need to do this right. Okay. I can't start my life in this new house in that way again. So Christmas and New Year's came up. Every day I was telling myself positive things. I said, no, New Year's going to be better. I'm okay. It's part of the game. It's part of the sales game. You know, the whole up and down, you got to expect it. So December 31st, we were celebrating New Year's and I was having these emotions while watching the New York stream for New Year's. And I was having these feelings of like gratefulness, just big things. Like 2020 is going to be amazing. Like I remember writing it all down. Oh my gosh, actually I have it here. I said fearless. December 25th, I wrote this down. You know, I wrote down I'm feeling fearless, capable. This is it. Just do it. You have nothing to lose but everything to gain. No more excuses. Those were the words I wrote on the 25th of December right. at 2:16 a.m.
0: <laughs> right, that's amazing. That's so good. So nice. New Year's yeah. New
1: Year's came around, and I decided to start this jar of gratitude. So every day- It's not a swear jar. No, not a swear (laughs) jar. (laughs) But every day, so I committed to trying to write down something I'm grateful for every single day, starting January. And I've missed out a couple of weeks, unfortunately, but this is the first time I'm doing it. If I missed out, I try to write maybe a couple in a day. And I feel like that's really helped set my day up and my weeks and my month. Just, you know, even when I feel like, okay, I'm going into a little bit of a slump again, Like I look at this and I said, okay, I got to think of something I'm grateful for. I got to think of something positive. I got to think of something I love that I enjoy, you know, envision the future. So I've just been trying to do those and it's not perfect. You know, I, I still have my days where I'm down, but this has really helped me. And writing that down on December 25th has really set up my year, and right. it's been amazing. That. And that now I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah, now you're here, yeah, exactly. Like honestly, and but it showed up in your in your energy, in the video you sent us, and your tone, and you're like the fact yeah. that you kept following up with us. Hey, what's going on? What's oh, going yeah. on? So like all of this came from the fact that it showed up in that. So what about you, Enrique? Is there anything that you've been doing? And again, it could be no, not yet. It's okay. But is there anything that you've been, you know, mindset wise, developed a habit that's been helping you?
2: Yeah, two things. One is gratitude, especially as I start my days in the morning. I try to just remind myself of the things that I'm grateful for, but also looking at the positive out of encounters or, you know, even when you're in traffic and, you know, somebody's speeding and driving reckless. it's Like, okay, you know, maybe that guy's really just got to get to his kid. I definitely have been trying to focus on the positive experiences out of all the experiences that I'm having on a daily basis to just kind of carry that forward and kind of keep my mindset where it needs to be.
0: Right. So that's great. Gratitude. There's two things. What was the other thing?
2: Also, just what did I learn? And constantly, what did I learn? Because I noticed in my younger years, there's a lot of times that things would be happening around me and somebody else would be like, hey, did you pick up on this? No, I did not. And it's one thing that I definitely want to change for myself is to just be a lot more aware and to take in the lessons that are happening because in just about everything that's happening around us. There's a lesson there. So I've definitely been focused on what did I learn from this conversation, this experience?
0: Yeah, that's really good. You know, I always think of gratitude as like a gateway drug for completely changing your mindset. Totally. You cannot be grateful and then go into a negative space. Right? So one of the habits that I have is, so I call it the grateful eight. So before my feet hit the floor, I lay in bed and I'm like, I think of eight, things. and it could be, I'm grateful that I, like, I had a great sleep last night, basically wiring my brain to look for the positive because our brains will find whatever we program it for. And so if you're looking for problems, the news is full of them. If you're looking for negative news, problems, they're all out there. But yeah. in the morning, before my feet hit the ground, I lay there and I think about eight things I'm grateful for. Then I get up and then instead every day is an excitement. It's like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to get to do today? Who am I going to get to interact with? You have a completely different energy because I've changed my emotional state. So um and I love that question too as well. What did I learn? I think that's a powerful question to ask to reset ourselves. So this has been really good. So I didn't know because we came onto this. I'm like, I don't know where you guys are at <laughs> mindset wise. Like we think mindset's important. And so on our next episode, we'll be talking about some of the takeaways that you guys have got from going through our mindset modules that we've developed. I'm excited to chat with you guys about that. And we're gonna get into tactics and strategy, all that stuff, but we can't skip this. This is too important a thing to skip.
1: Agreed. Oh, percent agree. um, for sure. It is
0: absolutely critical. And again, the people that come through our stuff and have absolutely smashed it, they will all tell you the same thing. The mindset piece was like way more important than I thought. And most people go, I don't need that. But you you absolutely do. Okay, so thank you guys. Really appreciate it. We'll be checking in with you guys next week. And we'll talk soon. Sounds
2: good. Sounds good. Look forward to it.
0: This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.